I want to talk to you about things that we need to be doing. Things that Jesus told us that we needed to be doing. And if He commanded it, we should be doing them, right? Amen? Amen. And we're going to talk about the power that you already have on the inside of you, whether you realize it or not. And that's the Holy Spirit. And my brother Danny Angel terms the Holy Spirit, which is so precious, my Holy Spirit. My Holy Spirit. I love that. My Holy Spirit. Amen? And guess what? We all get to say, my Holy Spirit, for each and every one of us. All right, if you would, go ahead and turn to Genesis 1-2. Genesis 1-2. Is this kind of loud? Good? Doing good. Amen. Amen. And uh, here in a little bit, I'm going to give you an update. We had a healing service last night. I'm going to give you an update about that. Uh, good things. Genesis 1-2, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God, my Holy Spirit, was hovering over the face of the waters. This is in creation. The powerful Holy Spirit had a part in creation. When we stop and look about it, God spoke, didn't He? And when God spoke, it was the Holy Spirit that brought it into existence. The Holy Spirit is the power arm of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the power arm of the Trinity. He is the executor of the power. And He is residing in you tonight. And we must realize the power that we have through the Holy Spirit. We have got to come to a realization of how powerful we are because of the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of us. How many of y'all are born again? Y'all born again? Amen. Well, you got Him on the inside of, in, inside of you right now. Amen. All right. Jesus said the Father would give the Holy Spirit to us to live in us. So He's actually residing in you. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you now. And we're going to see how the Holy Spirit plays a part when uh, Jesus walked on this earth and how He's playing a part today. John 14, 15 through 17. This is Jesus speaking. He says, If you love Me, keep My commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper. The Holy Spirit is a Helper. Who does He help? He helps us, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. The, that's good news. Man, that, that's lap running material right there. You know, the Holy Spirit, God Himself, His Spirit is on the inside of me right now. God Himself. Praise God. And He's my helper. He's here to help me with whatever I need to do. And He's a comforter. He's a counselor. You name it and He's there. He's here for us. He's here for you. You know, He's in your corner. 
He's on your side of the court. Whatever you need, the Holy Spirit is here for you. But He's also here for a purpose. And that purpose is for us to continue the works of Jesus on this earth. The Holy Spirit is not only a helper, but He's here for a purpose. To see that the works of Jesus are carried out. So that Holy Spirit on the inside of you is there for a purpose. For us to be doing something. Remember the Holy Spirit is a helper. And He's got to help somebody. And that's us. We must do the exact same works that Jesus did. Jesus told us we could do those and even greater works. John 14, 12 through 14, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, how many of y'all believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. Why? Because he's gone to the Father. And whatever we ask in his name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. No matter what it is. No matter what it is, so that the Father will be glorified in the Son. Alright, let's look at some of the reasons that Jesus came. One, He came to set the captives free. Didn't He? Came to set the captives free. He came to heal all those that were oppressed by the devil. And we saw that last night. He came to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. Now, if we're supposed to be doing the same works that Jesus did, then we need to be doing the same works. We need to be setting the captives free. We need to be healing the oppressed and laying hands on the sick and so on. Everything that Jesus did, you've got the power on the inside of you tonight to do it. But the only thing is, are we doing it? We've got to look at ourselves. Are we doing it? Are we doing what Jesus asked us to do? Need to remember one thing, which I kind of taught this last night. That sin, sickness, and disease originated with Satan. When Adam and Eve, when he deceived Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve sinned, that's what brought sickness and disease into this world. It was not God's idea, but it originated with Satan. That's why we have power and authority to rebuke that, to command sickness to go out of people's bodies. Today, Satan has demonic spirits that their main goal, that their main mission is to put sickness and disease on people. Born again people, because they don't know the truth. They don't know, they, a lot of people will think sickness and disease is coming from Father God, that Father God is trying to teach them something. That's a lie from the pits of hell. It's a lie. And you've got power and authority. You've got so much power and authority in you. You have, you have got the, the power armor of the Trinity living in you that you've got power over 
uh, Satan. You got power over those demonic forces. It's in you right now. We're called to follow in Jesus' footsteps and continue to destroy the works of Satan. If we believe in Jesus, just like Jesus said, we can do those works, the same works that Jesus did, and even greater works than Jesus did. Well, how do you get greater than raising the dead? How do you get greater than feeding 5,000? Leading somebody to Jesus. Salvation. Leading somebody to Jesus. Amen? Now, how do we do these works? How do we have the power to do these works? I've already told you. You've already had a hint. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Jesus did not perform any miracles until the Holy Spirit came upon Him. You ever think about that? Jesus' earthly ministry did not start until the Holy Spirit, until He was baptized. John the Baptist baptized Him, and then the Holy Spirit came up upon Him in the form of a dove. And He said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You know, some people, and you might have even been taught this, that Jesus did... Uh, uh, miracles as a youth that he might have healed these birds or whatever I've heard that before that's a lie that's a lie from the pits of hell Jesus's ministry did not start until he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and he didn't start his earthly ministry until then what did you, uh, Jesus command his disciples to do we're gonna look at this what were they commanded to do how many of y'all believe the Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? How many of y'all believe what Jesus said back then is, is uh, prevalent for us today? So in other words, if he how many of disciples out here? Do I have any disciples? Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ? So you're a disciple. So in other words, Jesus was basically speaking to you over 2,000 years ago. The Word of God is for us like it was for them. Now, what did Jesus tell them? This was during Jesus' earthly ministry, what He told His disciples to do. And, and for sake of time, I didn't list down all the scriptures that He told them, but they're all very similar. Matthew 10, 5 through 8. Then uh, these twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach. Go into the, the, to the Israelites. And as you go, preach. What are we going to preach? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So in other words, if I wanted to really cut this short, I could say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then I could get up here and lay hands on you with signs following, and that is proof that the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. What did Jesus tell them to do? 
raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons. That's the same for us. Let me encourage you to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Let me encourage you to cast out demons. Let me encourage you to do what Jesus did, what Jesus told his disciples to do. And, hey, I'm just not preaching to y'all. I could actually go out there and sit down there and preach to myself too. Amen? It says, freely you have received, freely give. Now, let's look in Mark. Mark 16. This was after Jesus had died. His, his body was ripped apart. He was beaten. Uh, by his stripes we were healed. By his stripes we are healed. But now, this is after Jesus rose again from the dead and he's talking to his disciples. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Very similar to Matthew, isn't it? He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Now let me mention this. Baptism, once you get saved, baptism is one of the first acts you should do. It's a sign that you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay? And now, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. You all said you were believers, right? That you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, correct? Amen. So this is talking about you. In my name, in my name, the name above all names, every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. There's power in that name. He's telling them, you go. He's fixing to go to heaven. He says, go in my name, in my name. And they will cast out demons. He didn't say they might cast out demons. He said they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. What is speaking in new tongues? The baptism in the Holy Spirit. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. There's no ifs, ands, buts about that, is there? Lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. These are the things that we need to be doing. Now, can I take a little rabbit trail? Talking about laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. Last night we had our healing service. I would say, and Vanessa was here, Diane was here, Pam was here. 100% of the people that came up for prayer had significant changes in their bodies. 100%. 100%. Can we give God a, a, a round of applause for just doing those miracles? Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. You know, we're talking about doing miracles. They sang about it. God doing miracles. He did them last night. Okay, 100% of the people came up for prayer had significant changes in their bodies. Pain gone. 
hearing improved, joint pain diminished, sciatic nerve pain gone, neuropathy, fibromyalgia, diabetes, and other diseases gone, gone, gone. Why? Why are they gone? Because we stepped out, had a healing service, had the boldness of the Lord Jesus Christ, and did what He told us to do. And we're gonna, I'm going to get into a little bit more depth on how we do this. Alright? I had someone that, that did not come up for prayer, but was sitting about right back here. Did not come up for prayer. But the power of God was so strong in here last night that he, his health improved greatly without us even laying hands on him. That's the power of God. What else happened? Well, this morning, I had an elderly gentleman that couldn't make it last night, came to the church. And he had some, some handouts he wanted to give to the church, like some scripture candy and stuff. And uh, he was supposed to come last night, and he couldn't make it. And he comes and, and we start talking to him. And now this is just the Lord. This is not me. And I'm going to sh I'll show you later on what I'm talking about. That, I mean, I'm here. We've got to do our part. We have a part to play. But it's the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that does the miracles. Amen. I was sitting up there talking to him. We were talking about healing service last night. And he was leaning up against the wall. And he said, man, my back's starting to adjust. He had back problems, sciatic pain. And his back just started to just by us just sitting there talking. Laid hands on him, rebuked that evil spirit out of him. His knees loosened up. His back was totally whole. Had a little bit of, of tinge in, uh, in his lower back. I said, go walk, walk, walk. Pain was gone. He left out of here a healed man. So it's not just for healing service, it's 24-7. 24-7. Amen? And the good thing is, he, told, he went out and he spread the word. He told people about it. I had a phone call a little later after he left and said, uh, they, she said, are you, the, are you the healing pastor? I said, ma'am, all I do is lay hands on the sick and the, and the Holy Spirit does the rest. Amen? She says, well, I want to come when can I come? I want to come tomorrow. Can I come tomorrow and get hands laid on me? I said, of course you can. And oh, by the way, I'm bringing somebody who's about to lose their sight. See, this is not just a healing service. This is a 24-7 deal because Jesus, did Jesus do it? Did Jesus say, well, I'm going to set uh, Tuesdays aside and I'm only going to heal people on Tuesdays. No, he did it constantly, didn't he? See, this is in you now. You've got that same thing. If you're at the store and you see somebody, you know, that, that, that's hurting, you know, that's hurting, go up to them. Lay hands on them. Rebuke that demon out of them. Because remember, all sickness and disease originates with Satan. It does not have any power or authority over those people. Amen? And then claim them healed in the name of Jesus. Speak life into them. 
Grab hold of them. You've got life flowing out of you. Amen? I didn't even know I was going here tonight. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Y'all, are y'all grabbing hold of this? Hopefully this is an encouragement to you. All right. Let's, let's continue back. Talking about Jesus. Back in Mark. And we're going to continue uh, in Mark 16, starting in verse 19. It says, So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, He was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Where's Jesus? Sitting at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Who, who was working with them? The Lord was working with them. But really, remember, we're talking Spirit, Soul, and uh, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's actually the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to show you this in Scriptures. That was working with them. Now, let's stop and think. Holy Spirit's on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit's the one that's going to do the miracles. But the first thing we've got to do is go out and do what? Preach. He's not gonna, we're not going to have accompanying signs until we start preaching. And then we're going to have to start laying hands on people. So we've got our part to do. What's our part to do? Preach the Word. Start laying hands on people. Then the Holy Spirit moves. You know, so many people say, well, hey, I'm waiting on the Spirit of God to move on the inside of me. He's waiting on you to move. He's your helper. He's your helper. You're not His helper. He's your helper. Isn't that what the Word said? You got to preach. You got to lay hands on the sick. You got to cast out demons. Then you're going to have these signs that are following. Amen? Are y'all having fun? As much fun as I'm having. Amen. All right. Now, it said the Lord working with them. The word them is in italics. The word them was not originally there in the Greek. So the translators threw it in there. So in other words, it says that the, the Lord was working with. Who's the Lord working with? If we said them, it'd say those people. But when you stop it at with, anybody that takes hold of this word and starts doing what Jesus said to do, He's working with you too. Amen? Praise God. The signs did not come first. Who did the signs? The Holy Spirit, the Helper. God is waiting on us to do what Jesus told us to do. Amen? Now, how many of you ever stop and say, man, what's God's will for me? What am I supposed to be doing in God's will? I'm fixing to tell you. Enlighten you here. Amen? God's will for you is to be a doer of His Word. To be a doer of His Word. Not just a hearer, but a doer. Now, Think about this. Paul was talking, I think it was to the Corinthians, and he's saying, hey, you're still babes. All you're doing is getting, getting milk. 
because they weren't doing anything. To start getting meat, start going out and doing His Word. Remember when Jesus was talking to the lady at the well? And He says, I have meat that you know not of. He says, my meat is to do the will of my Father. And what was the will of His Father? Everything we've been talking about so far. Amen? Jesus was a doer. We've got to be doers. Got to be doers of the Word. Amen? All right. What do we have to do? Lay hands on the sick. Laying on of hands is our obedience to His will. When we do what He told us to do, then we are being obedient children to His Word and to His will. And they are the same. His Word and His will, His will and His Word, they're one and the same. When we do what He said, the Holy Spirit will confirm the Word with signs. We act first, then the Holy Spirit follows our lead. We act first, then the Holy Spirit follows our lead. I know you don't throw any tomatoes at me, but it's the truth. The scriptures that I've, in Mark 16, the Holy Spirit's not going to move until we preach, lay hands on the sick. What happened last night? We did our part, the Holy Spirit did His part. That's why we had a hundred uh, per over a hundred percent of the people had changes in their bodies because we said less of us, more of you. Diminish ourselves and more of Jesus, more of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing the works, but we're the ones that have to move first. We're the ones that have to move. Being led by the Spirit. It's not some way out, you know, weird thing. Being led by the Spirit is what? Doing His Word. Doing His Word. Just simply being obedient to that Word, being a doer and not just a hearer. We've got to be a hearer, but we've got to be a doer. You've got to hear, then you've got to go out and do. Amen? I'm really kind of putting the, uh, the ball back in your court, Aunt. right? Okay. I'm not meaning to step on anybody's toes because I can step on my toes too. Amen? You know, Romans 8 talks about, you know, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That the whole world is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Who's the son of God? We all are. We all are. What are they waiting on? To do what Jesus told us to do. To pick up where Jesus left off. To follow in Jesus' footsteps. That's what we're supposed to be doing, each and every one of us. Supposed to be following in His footsteps. Now, how do we perform these miracles? The Holy Spirit does the miracles. He works with us. We do our part. He does His part. But you've got to do your part first. We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues. 
John 20, 21 through 22. I'm going to show you some differences here in, in, in being baptized in the Holy Spirit and being born again and receiving the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. I firmly believe that was when the disciples were born again. When Jesus breathed on them. This was after Jesus had died and rose again. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. That's your salvation experience. You receive the Holy Spirit once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Acts 1, 4 through 5, verse 8. There's more. There's an infilling. There's a fire. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit, which gives them power, which gives us power. In being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. This is a promise from the Father, the Holy Spirit. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And when they're baptized... You shall receive power. You shall receive power. Miracle working power. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, there is a difference. Remember Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. Salvation. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's when you receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, when you are baptized, if you've been truly baptized in the Holy Spirit, the initial evidence is speaking in tongues. But also with that comes a boldness. A boldness to do things that you might have hesitated on to do before. Like going out and witnessing. You may have a hard time with that. Once you're truly baptized in the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to go out and witness because you have the boldness that you need. Let's stop and look at old Peter. Peter denied Jesus, didn't he? Because he was scared. The disciples went to an upper room, except for John. John followed Jesus. They were scared of the soldiers. They didn't want to get taken like Jesus was taken. That was before. That was during Jesus' passion. They were in the upper room because of fear. They were scared that they were fixed to get, get put in prison and possibly have their lives taken. But the Holy Spirit comes in Acts chapter 2. 
And then everybody, is, it says that, it, that tongues of fire was up upon them. And everything, the building shook. The power of God had entered that place, had entered that room with over a hundred and something people. And then they were all speaking in tongues. They were all speaking in tongues. But after this happened, Peter, the one that denied Jesus, the one that was scared, he said, these people aren't drunk as you think they're drunk. Peter got up and he stood up. The boldness of the Holy Spirit was all over him. He got up and preached in front of everybody and told them about Jesus. But not only Peter, it was also the other disciples that were hidden in the room for fear because of the boldness of the Holy Spirit that came upon them. They preached the Word. He preached the Word. All right, about to finish up here. Now, because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we can have the power and the boldness to do the miracles Jesus performed. Because the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, and He does the works just like He did in Jesus. Paul moved. The miracles Paul did, he attributes to the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 18 through 19. For I will not dare to speak of any of the, those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed, to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to uh, Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Paul's signs and wonders were done by who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is evident. We must submit to the Holy Spirit. To receive the Holy Spirit, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, all it is is a submission to Him. Saying, hey, I want more of you. I want the boldness. I want to be able to speak in other tongues, which is your prayer language that you have that Father God has given you. Less of me and more of Him. In Acts 10.38, talks about Jesus and how He operated. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all. How many did He heal? All. Healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with Him. This is the same thing for you. You have been anointed to do the works of Jesus. So it's up to each and every one of us to do His works. Now let me mention, if you have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you would like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, tonight's your night. Tonight's your night. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is, is not something where you have to sit there and tarry and wait and wait and wait and wait. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you tonight. 
All you have to do is just accept Him and submit to Him. And then that's, then you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? To have that boldness. How many of you want the boldness? How many of you want the boldness? Amen? Amen? If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you would like to, all you got to do is come on up. Just come on up. Greg, do that. Just come on up. You can just stand right down there. Amen? Amen. Praise God. We're going to lay hands on y'all, pray for y'all. I've got something going, y'all. I've got y'all loose. Amen? Amen. Good things. Father God, we just thank you for this evening, Lord. I thank you for your power that you've given us through your Holy Spirit. And Father God, I just thank you now for these men, Lord God, that are fixing to receive you, that baptism in the Holy Spirit, Father God. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.